Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. How's everybody doing? It is Tuesday, June 14th, and you are listening to another episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Glenn, filling in for Blair Angulo on today's episode. Schools are busy hosting official visits, which means we at 24-7 Sports are busy covering them. So make sure to check out 24-7 Sports for the latest on all the official visits taking place at your favorite school. Joining me today to break down the first June official visit month in the Brian Kelly era at LSU is Sonny Ship. He covers LSU. SU football and recruiting for 24-7 sports. Go 247.com. Sonny, how we doing? Have you been uh have you been able to catch your breath and, and take a second for yourself after what's been a, a busy couple of weeks of recruiting in Baton Rouge? Yeah, the month of June used to be a uh, used to be a slow one in the college football recruiting lands on the college football recruiting landscape. That's changed now. So uh, hopefully, when July gets here, it'll calm down a little bit. But I've got a feeling that that's going to be the month. June is all about official visits, and July is probably going to be all about making decisions. Yeah, we definitely uh, seen it trending that way with a uh, a lot of visits taking place over the le- over the last couple of weeks, and of course over the next couple of weeks too. With uh, a lot of July commitments, it seems to be looming. So look, Brian Kelly and the Tigers they hosted some of their top targets this weekend, but the headliner I think is high four star edge Jaden Wayne out of Washington. He made the trip cross country to check out LSU, previously visited Georgia and has official visits upcoming to Oregon and Miami. So a battle of some of college football's powers for the number one player in the state of Washington. You have an article up on Go247 with Wayne giving his thoughts on the visit and the vibes he was getting from LSU. What did he have to say about the trip? And with it now in the books, where do you think LSU stands in his recruitment? Well, this was his second visit down to Baton Rouge in the last two months. He came down in early April on an unofficial and that tells you that if he's going to go from all the way to Washington to Baton Rouge, we know that airfare ain't cheap, hotels ain't cheap these days. And so that tells you that he's interested. You get him on campus for that official, and then it's kind of, it's all about reinforcing what that interest is. And I think LSU really made a, uh, really did a nice job that they put themselves uh, in position. I thought going into this visit, I thought that Oregon and Georgia probably made up his top tier. This official to LSU would determine whether or not LSU was sitting in that top top tier. And I think that this visit did that. Uh, You know, the key now is he goes to Miami this weekend, then he goes to Oregon after that. But, uh, you know, my early vibe coming off this is that that this could be more of a a Georgia LSU battle than an Oregon Georgia battle that I thought it was going into the visit. And what kind of, I guess, vibes did did Wayne give off to you? What did he say about the visit? You know, what were some of the highlights? Uh, Some of the things that really stood out to him about his, what was his second trip now uh, to LSU? Yeah, but I think the coaching staff. The coaching staff was a big plus for him. Uh, of course, Jamar Kane offered him when he was at Oklahoma. Brian Kelly offered him when he was at Notre Dame. So there was already some pre-existing relationships. But then it's all about getting to know Matt House, the defensive coordinator, and, and really just kind of honing in on, on, on those relationships, the ones that are really going to, uh, you know, really going to play a pivotal role for a kid who's leaving Washington and, and would potentially go all the way down to Louisiana or wherever he goes. That's a long way 
away from home. And so you have to you have to be able to show him that it feels like home, that there's a family system, there's a family approach to everything that they do. And all indications are that he left here feeling that. He said that LSU checked all of his boxes. And uh, you know, that's that that's a major plus going into this, uh, you know, these next two official visits and then a recruitment that doesn't seem like it's on a timeline uh, that he has a specific timeline where he wants to shut things down. Yeah, that was my next question. Do you think he could potentially take a third visit to LSU and and visits uh, and unofficial visits or game day visits to uh, to following schools uh, before he really decides to shut down that recruitment? You know, I wouldn't discount that just just based off the off of the fact that he also made a visit to LSU in October of the uh, 2021 of the 2021 season. And so for a kid that is pretty well traveled when you consider all of the places that he's been unofficially. I don't think that you can rule that out. However, the one thing that I do think is that he is a guy that is so meticulous and that is so, you know, he's so organized when it comes to to knowing what he wants and what the schools are going to have to have to show him to, you know, for that to be his next home that I think once he makes a decision, I think he's probably going to be pretty firm with that decision. So, Sonny, I want to run through two names outside of Wayne that visited as well. First, Darren Reed, defensive lineman from Columbus, Georgia, had his LSU official this past weekend, has an Auburn and Miami one coming up. And then his final official visit is to Ohio State on June 24th. He's currently planning to announce his decision on the 4th of July. I know it seemed like going into the visit that Ohio State was in the lead, but he talked to Steve Wildfong and had some good things to say about LSU. Where would you handicap LSU's chances with Reed as of right now? Do you think it's still Ohio State at the top or was LSU, I guess, able to vault themselves into the the level of the Buckeyes or maybe even past them? You know, I think, L- I, th- I think LSU probably put itself on that level. I don't want to say a level playing field, but, you know, if we're ranking this in, t- in tiers, I think LSU probably put itself in that tier with Ohio State. I guess the issue for me, though, is that if it still kind of seems like LSU, Ohio State, and it was, you know, and it after the visit, then what's it going to be like after he visits Ohio State again? So that's kind of, uh, you know, getting not necessarily getting the last visit, but getting the last visit before he makes a decision. I think, um, you know, it will present some hurdles that the LSU staff would have to overcome. But I know Jamar Kane, this is another case that, you know, Jamar Kane, Matt House, uh, you know, LSU's complete staff from top to bottom has really done a good job uh, of trying to you know, reinforce that, hey, Baton Rouge is a lot closer to Columbus, Georgia than Columbus, Ohio is. And, and so really kind of trying to play up that angle of, of being closer to home. But I, I don't think you're going to get a true indication of whether or not that angle, you know, is working or does work until he gets back from that official to Ohio State. So sorry, the other one I wanted to mention is three-star linebacker Whit Weeks. Of course, his brother West Weeks transferred to LSU earlier this offseason. So you'd think that the family connection helps Brian Kelly out in this recruitment. Adding to that, the crystal ball currently favors LSU in this one, but he's a Georgia legacy and is taking an official visit to Athens this coming weekend. Oklahoma has been on him heavy as well. So what may seem like a natural LSU lock might not necessarily be the case. So what can you tell us about Weeks, his official visit, and the Tigers' pursuit of trying to bring the two brothers together in Baton Rouge? Yeah, the the Georgia legacy angle throws a uh, throws a p- pretty big kink into the into that hose. I think when you look at it from an LSU perspective, just because 
you know, if you could, if you could take that out of the equation, then I think all signs would point to LSU. Like, you know, everyone probably thought once when his brother decided to transfer to Baton Rouge. But I I do think that this is, I do think that, that Oklahoma, Georgia, LSU, that all three have a legitimate chance. You know, one thing from the LSU perspective is that, you know, Brian Kelly, Brian Polian, the rest of the staff, they're really big on making sure that all the boxes are checked and they've done all of their due diligence before really pressing, uh, you know, for a guy to commit and, and really just cranking that intense pressure and heat that you see that comes with recruiting. But you have to feel really good about knowing the, uh, about the staff, knowing everything there is to know about Weeks uh, with everything that they, you know, from researching his brother in high school to just everything that comes with that. They're, you know, they have to be completely comfortable with the family and everything goes with that. So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think that this is, a, I don't think that this is one that you would see uh, drag out for too much longer. I do think that, uh, you know, when you, when you're looking at it though, if you're handicapping it, I don't think you can discount uh, either of those three. We will hear more from Sonny ship when we come back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. So, Sunday, a couple more from me. I want to ask about now the makeup of the class. So it's been widely discussed, the Tigers' success last cycle in the transfer portal and how Brian Kelly was really able to transform a large majority of the roster overnight. But I would think that starting with the 2023 cycle, he'd like to focus a little bit more on the high school player rather than the transfer. Would you agree that this class as a whole will be more high school focused? And, and how big do you think this class will get as the new staff continues to try to put their stamp on the roster. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot more high school centric than his first class was. That's not to say that they're not going to uh, to still have some action in the transfer portal because going into the season, uh, you know, I've got LSU at 16 seniors on the roster and out of those 16, six could decide uh, to return for another year due to the COVID 2020 rules. But even with that said, uh, you know, I think you're probably still going to see a, you know, I've got five, six, maybe seven guys circled as underclassmen who to who could declare for the draft. You toss in the normal attrition that you see uh, in college football these days. I think with a roster that should start the season off somewhere in the somewhere in the high 70s, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw them got 
uh, get to the number that they got to or that they could potentially get to with one more signee from this 2022 class, which would be 32. And so, uh, you know, I, I could see them hitting that number, possibly even surpassing it a little bit. But I do think it's going to be a lot more high school centric and you won't see so many transfers uh, make up the portion of the class. And do you think there's a position or two that the staff is really honing in on for the cycle? You know, what areas would you say they're really prioritizing with 2023? Well, you know, I, I think any any college these days, of course, it's going to start at quarterback. But once you get once you once you once you get past that, offensive tackle is a big need. That was a big need, uh, you know, before Brian Kelly even even got to Baton Rouge. So that's going to be a big need. And then replenishing the depth in the secondary, you could potentially lose uh, your top three corners going into who are going into the season. And Jarek Bernard Converse, Seven Banks, the Ohio State transfer, and then if Mickey Garner, the uh, the you. Lafayette transfer. If he blows up, he could end up leaving as well. So, so they're going to have to replenish those ranks, and they're also going to have to replenish the ranks in the in the uh, on the back end too at safety. So, I think that defensive uh, that the defensive backfield, offensive tackle, you could even toss linebacker in there. I think those are really the areas that you kind of have to circle along with tight end. You know, so and, and it's crazy that you say that because we could almost go down go down the whole roster when you think about where LSU's roster was just in December with not even forty scholarships players available to play the bowl game. Yeah, you go back to that Texas Bowl uh, and and you said, you know, 40 or or even less scholarship players available to take on Kansas State. So, Sunday, last one from me. While 2023 official visits obviously are underway, I'm sure the staff is in pursuit of 2024 recruits as well. In fact, I saw five-star quarterback Julian Sayan was on campus this past weekend taking in LSU. What's the latest with him and the Tigers? And, And are there any other 2024 names worth dropping that Brian Kelly and his staff are currently in hot pursuit of early in that cycle? You know, I tell you, LSU fans are really, are really pumped up about the recruiting that the recruitment efforts of uh, quarterback coach Joe Sloan. He's gotten a multiple five stars on campus in a short time for the 2023 class. You look at Dante Moore, you look at Jaden Rashada. He's already gotten two five star quarterbacks for the 2024 class on campus. You mentioned Julian Sayan, who was there, got in Saturday night, was there all day Sunday. He also had Jaden Davis on campus uh, last week, another five star. And so just from the, you know, just from the prospect of getting those guys on campus. Because when you're talking 2024, the key is you got to get them on campus, as, especially before they enter their junior year. These are guys that haven't had a, uh, you know, they haven't really hit the recruiting trail too much yet. And so to be able to get them on campus in short order like that really sets you up for that uh, for that recruitment that's going to kick into overdrive next spring. You can find him on Twitter at SunnyShip247, covering LSU football and recruiting for 24-7 sports. Sunny, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate it, man. Always pleasure, man. LSU currently sitting 34th in the team recruiting rankings with five commitments as we record for Sunday Ship. I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to another episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.